Please join our opening hymn of today's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to St. Bride's Church in Cambus Lang for the celebration of this Mass, which is the funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of Margaret Friel. I welcome particularly her brother who is here with us, uh, her sons and daughters, their spouses, the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren who are here as well. Welcome all family members who have joined us for the celebration of Mass as well, and of course all family friends who are here too. Most welcome here to the church today. Today we've come to celebrate uh, the life of somebody who has lived a long life and a very good life as well, a very generous life uh, into the bargain. And we want to thank God for her good life and the way that her life has been a blessing to so many people, and uh, today we want to thank God for that life. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord of mercy. Lord Jesus, your Word of God made flesh and splendor of the Father, Christ of mercy. Lord Jesus, you're the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. 
O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant Margaret, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Please be seated. After our first reading, we will sing the psalm, and you'll find it in your hymn books at number 661, 661. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The souls of the virtuous are in the hands of God. No torment shall ever touch them. In the eyes of the unwise, they did appear to die. Their going looked like a disaster. They're leaving us like annihilation, but they are in peace. If they experience punishment as men see it, their hope was rich with immortality. Slight was their affliction, great would their blessings be. God has put them to test and proved them worthy to be with him. He has tested them like gold in a furnace and accepted them as a holocaust. When the time comes for his visitation, they will shine out. As sparks run through the stumble, so will they. They shall judge nations, rule over peoples, and the Lord will be their king forever. They who trust in him will understand the truth. Those who are faithful will live with him in love. For grace and mercy await those he has chosen. The word of the Lord.
reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. We want you to be quite certain, brothers, about those who have died, to make sure that you do not grieve about them, like the other people we have no, who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and that it will be the same for those who have died in Jesus. God will bring them with him. We can tell you this from the Lord's own teaching, that any of us who are left alive until the Lord's coming will not have any advantage over those who have died. At the trumpet of God, the voice of the archangel will call out the command and the Lord himself will come down from heaven. Those who have died in Christ will be the first to rise and then those of us who are still alive will be taken up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air. So, shall, so we shall stay with the Lord forever. With such thoughts as these, you should comfort one another. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. And Jesus exclaimed, I bless you, Father, Lord of heaven and of earth, for hiding these things from the learned and the clever and revealing them to mere children. Yes, Father, for that is what it pleased you to do. And everything has been entrusted to me by my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father, just as no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. Shoulder my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. It's a strange thing when you look at life. Some people's life is short and some people's life turns out to be long. Some people are taken away in the middle of things, in the midst of life, while others have a long life that crosses the years and the decades. Margaret herself was blessed with a long life. She lived into her 80s and was able to live to see her children well into their own adult lives, their children born, growing up, and some of them married and having children themselves. This was deeply satisfying for her because she was a woman whom family was important to and whom family was everything to. In those last few weeks in which Margaret's life was ebbing away at hospital, she was comforted by the presence of family around about her. Her life was doing just exactly that, simply ebbing away. I was able to come and administer the sacraments to her and to pray with her, and I know that these things meant a great deal to her. Her bags were packed, and she was ready for the journey. At Mass today, the readings speak of the end of the journey. The reading from the Old Testament speaks of the souls of the virtuous being in the hands of God. And the New Testament read reading speaks 
of the confidence that we have at the end that we are in God's hands and that we need not now shed tears of sorrow. We believe in this place that just as God is with us in the earthly journey, so he's with us at the end of the journey too. And just as he's loved us throughout our lives, so he's with us at the end and does not wish to be parted from us. It's the very mystery of God's love that he wishes all to be saved and none to be lost at his desire that all be with him in the end. Those words that we hear today in the course of the Mass simply remind us that we gather in this place in the power and the love of God. It's the love of God that we ourselves root our lives in and it's that what we have an unshakable trust in. The same love of God that has drawn us to him will unite us with us, with him, at the end of our lives. And St. Paul himself, in the reading that we've listened to today, encourages us to be like people who have hope, who have placed their hope in the Lord himself, and not to cry uh, hopeless tears. All through her life, uh, Margaret herself had a strong faith. She said her prayers regularly, novenas, rosaries, petitioned St. Anthony for intentions that she had for herself and for the family. Often she used to pray and fall asleep and then to start the prayers over again. I noted uh, at home over the last few days in which we were saying the rosary that there was that picture of the sacred heart that hung on our wall and I'm sure that that picture meant so much to her and it said something special about her too. I made a strong statement that Jesus was in her heart, her family, and in her home. Margaret herself grew up in Gorbals in, in, in Glasgow, a place where many people lived who, like her, had Irish origins. She was very devoted to her parents, to her two sisters, Mary and Sheila, and brother Jim. She attended St Luke's School, and uh, left uh, school probably at an early age to work as a seamstress in one of the factories. That skill that she learned there she, uh, with her hands never left her. Having worked in the factory itself, uh, she then went to work as a conductor and a driver of the, the trams. Hard to think somehow of her driving those trams. It won't surprise many of you who are here to know that she met her future husband, Pat, at the dancing, Irish dancing. Not surprising because all of their life they loved dancing, both of them. Apparently, she didn't like the look of Pat at first. He had just arrived from Ireland and being a tall man, his clothes didn't quite fit. That problem itself must have been resolved because they were to be married not long after at St Luke's on Boxing Day in 1956. We especially remember Pat in our Mass today, a conscientious, hard-working man all his days, a good man who taught the family good values and the importance of being conscientious and using the talents that God had given them well. 
as a couple they both lived in the Gorbals at Govan Hill and then in 1967 they moved back here uh, they moved here to Cambus Lang they were to have a large family of eight children who are here with us today in times uh, to follow these were to be followed by 21 grandchildren and six great-grandchildren understandably she was very proud of the family and very proud that they had got on in life and was very often swell with pride at how many grandchildren and great-grandchildren that she had. Family were always important to her. And the family today acknowledge the love that she had for them and the loving, generous and kindly ways that she had and the good advice that she gave along the way and the fact that she was always supportive to them when she was needed. We have to say today in this church that she was a bit fiery. She could tell you off, and she even, on many occasions, told the parish priest off as well. She had interests, dancing. Both her and Pat were fine dancers, as I mentioned. She was skilled with her hands, knitting and sewing. Great cook, apparently, but you had to be very careful saying that you liked something because very often you then got that every day of the week. She was a skilled baker, especially of Irish bread, for which she was renowned. But like many of her own generation, she was a hard-working woman, conscientious, and filled her day with many tasks. Today is a big day in the life of this family, death now of both parents and grandparents as well. It's one of those moments when everything seems to change. Those who gave life to the family, steered the family life, are no longer here with you now. And the torch itself passes to a new generation to keep alive those values that they held to be so important and on which they built this family's life. Today, I'm sure, is one of those moments also to count the blessings, especially the blessings of having a mother and a grandmother so long into life, and the joy of memories as well, and the memory of love and support that was given over the years. And I'm sure that these things are to be counted as great blessings in all of your lives. We think very often, don't we, of the hardships and difficulties that come with life itself. But maybe we don't think enough of the graces and blessings that come our way. How lucky, how fortunate we are to have one another. How fortunate we are to have certain people in our lives. I think above all else that Margaret herself considers herself to be very blessed to have lived such a long life to live to see so many things, to pass by many milestones, to see many parts of your own life and to see the family do so well. She was greatly comforted in all this and acknowledged that she was very blessed. Her life wasn't cut short. She didn't ab die abruptly. Some in life, as you know, do the tilling of the soil and the sowing of the seeds, but never see the harvest. 
but not the Margaret. She lived to see the harvest and the fruits of her work. Margaret, after your long life, we ask God that you rest in peace. Rest in peace after all of your good works. Rest in peace after your many kindnesses to many people. Rest in peace that you always prayed for at the end of your journey. Please stand. We come to our loving Father asking him to give eternal rest to the departed and comfort and hope to the living. For the family of the church, that we may grow in our faith and the power of Jesus over sin and death. Lord, hear us. For the leaders of nations, that they may promote peace and justice in the world. Lord, hear us. For those who mourn their loss, especially the family and friends of our sister Margaret, that their grief may be lightened by the risen Christ and this promise to unite us again in our heavenly home. Lord, hear us. For Margaret, who sleeps in the Lord, that she may be raised up in the last day and receive the reward of her goodness. Lord, hear us. In a silent moment, we pray for all our personal needs and intentions. God of our salvation, you reward the just and console those who mourn. Hear our prayers in the name of your risen Son, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Please be seated.
pray now, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. And as we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of Margaret, we beseech your mercy that she who did not doubt your son to be a loving saviour may find in him a most merciful judge who lives and reigns forever and ever. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For even though by our own fault we perish, yet by your compassion and your grace, when seized by death according to our sins, we are redeemed through Christ's great victory and with him called back into life. And so with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly on earth and before you without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pay by sending down your Spirit upon them with the beautiful so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And at the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. And in a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks you have held as worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember your servant Margaret, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that she, who was united with your son in the death like his, may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray. That with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever.
We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
Let us pray. Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant that strengthened by it, our dear sister may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. <laughs>